What is up, friends? I'm your host, Veronica Thompson, and welcome to another episode of Above the Mean, a podcast about individuals actively pursuing their passions and pushing themselves to be better than the standard in order to stand out. Today, I am joined by the lovely Jensen Vega, a 57-kilogram collegiate national champion. She also happens to be a fitness influencer whose main mission is to help women build curves and confidence. If this episode does not leave you wanting to either A, head straight to the gym to work off all those Thanksgiving leftovers, or B, get in your entrepreneurial bag, then I'm going to need you to press replay and run it back. In this episode, me and Jensen not only discuss her fitness journey and what led her to become a competitive powerlifter, but how she was brave enough to put herself out there and try something new to better herself and in return... She found something she's passionate about and has found a way to use that passion to help others along their own journey. I hope you enjoy and take away some useful tips. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast today, Jensen. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited. I know it's been a while. It's been for those of you who don't know, me and Jensen actually went to high school together. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to think about now that we're in like such different places. You're in Texas. I'm in Florida. Um, so it's cool. I know. It's like nice to see like a little we've grown. We've grown. We've gotten older. I don't know about oh wiser, God. but <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I feel like we both changed so much um, for the better. So that's good. No, exactly. And I love I love to see you and see where you're at because you've really done big, amazing things. And I, I just want to jump in. Like, how did you start out? Like, what inspired you to become a female powerlifter? Can you share a little bit about your journey with us? Like, when exactly did you start? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to, this will be my longest answer. I promise nothing else will be so <laughs> long. With, but I, I do want to kind of give some background because I didn't even know what powerlifting was. Um, I definitely never had the thought growing up, like, I'm going to be a female powerlifter. I'm going to win a championship. Like, that was never the goal for me. So growing up, I was in a single-parent household. Um, my brother, who's two years younger than me, and I grew up with my dad. So my parents split at four years old. Um, so it was a pretty interesting way to grow up. Um, but, you know, both my parents are into athletics. My dad is actually a um, bodybuilder, and he's a physical therapist, as well as a personal trainer. So growing up with him, he never had juice, soda, snacks, like he never had anything like that in the house. We were pretty much like when we were little, we ate whatever. But then when we were older, um, we were pretty much on like bodybuilding type diets anyway, just like not doing the training. And then on my mom's side, she is a marathoner. So um, when we would come over, she would give us all sorts of like cookies and snacks and whatever we wanted because we didn't see her as much. Um, but for the most part, they were both very athletic. So I tried... Uh, rec soccer that was about the only team sport I was really good at at a young age and we were undefeated for a few years so I felt good about that um, but then in middle school I tried like volleyball not good at that too short <laughs> just not athletic <laughs> in that way um, I tried cross country pretty much slowest person on the team tried track that was fun but it just didn't stick so at that point I wasn't really enjoying sports as much um, I kind of was discouraged I lost a little confidence because I just wasn't very good at it um, anything that I tried really so I kind of lost interest in it and at that point you know when I was becoming a preteen teenager I I think that the mental effects of growing up without my mom in the house started to really catch up with me and I wanted that sense of belongingness um, and you know 
I actually moved to North Carolina for the ages of like 12 to 14. So that was pretty fun. Um, but then we ended up moving back. And when I came back, friend groups had completely changed. It was just a little weird. Um, and I fell into the wrong crowd. Like I just was in a group of people who did not want to see me win. I had a lot of friends, but no like real friends who really cared about me. So that led to just drinking, partying, just, you know, from the ages of 15 to 18, pretty much. It was a downward spiral. Um, and then it got to the point where I actually lost a friend due to drugs. And that was a massive wake up call for me. I kind of saw everyone around him who was celebrating his life, but they were continuing to drink and do drugs to like, quote, celebrate his life. But to me, I thought it was an insult. I'm like, this should show you guys where we're all headed right now. So uh, I took the opportunity to just completely change my life. I felt like the only way that I could really, you know, pay my respect to him was promising myself, I got to get out of this group of people. I need to change my life around. So that's when I went to college. My first year was at community college in Syracuse, OCC, I'm sure you know. And um, I was there for one semester. And then during that break, so I was like, I pretty much cut everybody off. I was alone and I kind of loved it. Like, I was happy to reject going out and like, not to be mean to people, I'm like, I gotta get my shit together right now. So six months into that is when I went to, I was working at the YMCA and I met Randy, my boyfriend, and uh, we pretty much hit it off right away. And um, we were still in the beginning of our relationship. The first few months, like kind of got back into the partying slightly. And then I was coming out to Buffalo from Syracuse, which is like two and a half hour drive. I go out to Buffalo three days a week, come back, do four days of school. For an entire semester, I did that. <laughs> and then eventually I just moved out to Buffalo. And uh, pretty much once I moved out there, we realized, okay, we love each other. If we're gonna actually make this work, like we can't, we have to change our life. We gotta like really become adults. We gotta do the right thing. Um, and we also had a friend out there, Mike, who is really into lifting too. So yeah, I just cool saw because, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I got into it. I was being, I was around uh, Randy and Mike a lot and they would help me in the gym. and teach me how to lift, give me advice, things like that. And uh, Mike found a coach in Buffalo, Carly, who owns uh, Mustache Fitness and Barbell. And he became my coach and we trained together. And, you know, from there, I pretty much met all the powerlifters in the gym, was really impressed by the women, super intimidated when I first got there. I'm like, these girls are so strong. Um, and then I saw people like Meg Squats, um, Cass Martin, Stephanie Sanzo, who are all like big powerlifters and power builders on Instagram. And I was just inspired by them. And pretty much Randy just said one day, he's like, you can do that. Like, if you really try, like you can be one of those women and you can have a platform and actually share this. So now here we are, it's like four and a half years later of posting and um, I built, you know, a good platform and I finally can share my message and help other women. So it's all really worked out. That's so cool. That's really inspiring and interesting to know because I had no idea that your inspiration kind of came from just you wanting to build a better life for yourself, not only mentally, but physically and doing what it took to kind of set those steps up for yourself. So I really commend you on that. Thank you so much. Yeah, you know, I'm happy to come on the podcast and share this because I think people don't understand. They see, you know, a girl posting fitness content on Instagram, they're like, oh, it's like a fit check. Like, no, I think that the most important part of this is the mental gains. Like I was so lost and insecure and I had no idea who I was. I had no, like, like I felt like I had no skills or talents and this really brought that to me. It's not like that I want to be the best powerlifter, the best bodybuilder. It's just the fact that I know for a fact every day I become a little bit better of a person. So that to me is like, that's the real talent is just constantly improving yourself. 
And that's awesome. And so how many hours do you spend in the gym, would you say? So with powerlifting, uh, my workouts were about two hours long on the short side. Um, If I got to talking to somebody in the gym, easily three to four. Um, But yeah, no, two hours, I would say to like actually do the lifting because with powerlifting, it's really strenuous. You're lifting really heavy loads. So you need like five minutes of rest between your sets. Um, but now recently in about August, after my last competition, I kind of switched to more hypertrophy style training, bodybuilding style training. And that is about an hour per workout, um, which is what I'm doing right now. And that's about five to six days a week. And is this, would you, is this your full-time job or are you also working a nine to five as well? Yeah, I am. Um, I got a job when I moved down here. So I moved to Tampa about a month ago and I started working for a company recently and it's a good position. Um, and you know, I think it's good to have multiple options. I just never want to be in a position, at least right now, where my back is against the wall. Um, I had a couple brands that I was working with. And basically, in terms of like my morals and just the way the companies were headed, decided those weren't the best fit for me. So I like the flexibility that I can work with people who I feel like it's a good fit. And I don't have to promote anything just to pay my bills. Yeah. And you're doing and you're staying in line with your values and what you believe. Yeah, totally. And that's kind of why I'm um, working on my app a little bit more right now and launching a new program because I want to make my own products and services and like actually be able to, you know, provide that to people rather than always having to kind of work with brands and and sell their products. I think that if it's the right fit, it's amazing. Um, But selling your own products is, is pretty cool too. Yeah. And that's where you're diving into like the kind of female entrepreneurship, which I definitely want to touch on later. Um, I got to ask what keeps you motivated? Cause I know the gym is a serious commitment and if you don't have the right mindset or motivation, you're not going to want to do it. Like I've, I've been telling myself, I'm going to get back in the gym, back in the gym. <laughs> I'll do it next Monday. I'll do it next Monday. It's been like five yeah, Mondays, yeah. but it's, it's going to happen one of these days, but what, yeah, what do sure. you do? Like what keeps you motivated? Um, so I'm trying to think back, you know, of being a beginner and kind of getting into that mindset, because I think that's important. And I never want to be disconnected from people who are trying to get into it. Um, so in the beginning, I was really inspired um, by seeing women who like had achieved the things who either were really strong or had a lot of muscle. And um, I was like, wow, like, I want to I want to be like that. And that really carried me for quite a while in the beginning. And I was really excited about it. Got some new gym outfits. I was like ready <laughs> to go. I got the overhead beats. I'm like in it. Um, but yeah, over time, I mean, I've been lifting for about five years, so, um, which is crazy to think about, but now it's very routine for me. And on the days that I don't want to go, I basically, I'm just like, I don't have a choice. Like I just got to show up and make it happen. And I'm always happier afterwards. You know, you'll have a couple off days here and there, but I promise you, if you can get yourself to the gym and make through your workout, you'll never regret it. You're always going to feel so much better mentally after you leave. It's those endorphins, those endorphins that are being released. And I know, yeah, totally. <laughs> I know your boyfriend powerless as well. Do you find that dating someone who shares that same passion and love for lifting has made it easier for you to go to the gym or harder because it can kind of be a distraction? Yeah. So I think overall, definitely easier. Um, it would be really challenging to date someone who did not get the internal drive to be your best version of yourself athletically. Um, that would just be hard. It's not like from a physical standpoint, it's not like I wouldn't want to be with someone who like doesn't train for that reason. But I think that when you're in a partnership with somebody who you both can help each other, whether it's meal prepping, just driving to the gym together, 
um, you know, with the actual technical movements that you're performing, um, I find it really helpful. So it's actually better now because he switched. He was a carlicker for, I, I want to say like a year or two, maybe a little bit longer than that. And then he switched over to bodybuilding much sooner than I did. And so I was pretty much alone in powerlifting for quite a while, just trying to like find that drive and that motivation to take myself to the gym and like go through the workouts. And I found that significantly more difficult than when I could actually go and share that experience with him. So yeah, definitely easier. Oh, and that's nice that y'all have been able to kind of come back and like have that same love and same passion. What Mm -hmm. method or tip have you found that has worked the best for you in trying to gain weight or muscle? Yeah. So two things. So um, just to kind of touch on my journey here, when I started, I was what you would consider skinny fat. I was 113 pounds. Um, I'm now about 135 and I'm not super lean right now. Like for me, lean would be probably 125 to 130, but I built a lot of muscle through two different things. So it's a caloric surplus and um, progressive overload. (laughs) Couldn't think of the name there. So in terms of caloric surplus, you just want to be five to 20% over your maintenance calories, which you can find using like basal metabolic rate calculators online. Um, And then in terms of progressive overload, that's increasing either your weight from week to week, your reps or your actual time under tension by slowing the reps down, doing pause reps, tempo, things like that. So yeah, um, eating more and just continuing to challenge myself in the gym. So like kind of higher reps, higher or more reps, higher weight. Yeah. So for a progressive overload, it can either be increasing the the reps, increasing the weight or increasing the time under tension, which is how um, quick the the reps are basically. Um, But you can combine those like for powerlifting. I did a lot of progressive overloading with the weights because the goal is to get to your competition and be as strong as you possibly can. So from week to week, I was really only focused with increasing my weights every single week. Now that I'm training more to, um, you know, improve my aesthetics, it's more about time under tension, repetitions, things like that. The weight's important. You always want to challenge yourself with heavy weights, um, but that's not the end goal of this. Oh, okay. And so I got to ask, I'm, I'm going on vacation next week and didn't quite think about what it would be like to go to the beach the week after Thanksgiving. Um, definitely didn't plan that right. But do you have any tips and tricks to get fit fast? Yeah. So oh gosh, I don't want to be discouraging here, but I think that it's like, it's defined, like you have to kind of tell me what you mean by fit because it's either like losing weight or building a lot of muscle. Um, both take time. I would say that losing weight, you can do much quicker than building muscle. Um, but you really don't want to do either drastically, um, or too quickly, I should say, because that's not sustainable. I definitely understand that. Cause there are some real like detriments to when you do quick ways or quick tips, that, like get thin fast or get some fast. Uh, yes. have you found like, what have you found any tips or techniques that might be damaging rather than helpful? Oh my God. 100%. I was just at the grocery store reading those magazines. I'm trying to think what this one said. Cause it was so ridiculous. It was like, Oh, it said lose 30 pounds by Christmas. I'm like, for you to lose 30 pounds, that's a pound every single day, right? For the full month of December mm-hmm. in a healthy, in a, if you're losing weight in a healthy way, you should be losing 0.5 to one pounds per week. And that's very good. That's sustainable. You can do that over time and lose a, a significant amount of weight if you know, you're know you overweight. Um, so I think it just, it drives me insane. Anything that you see on a magazine that seems like clickbait is just garbage. It is not true. <laughs> you're going to bounce back. Even if you do a fad diet like that or intermittent fasting, keto, I mean, 
people will argue that it works. That, in my opinion, is not the way you want to. It's not sustainable. Exactly. That's the whole thing. Like I've been doing this for five years because I'm not overly restrictive. I don't push myself to the point where I'm getting sick in the gym and getting injured. I try to just always do everything in moderation. Exactly. And I feel like I, I didn't quite get into the gym until recently. And I feel like we've definitely seen a shift in women going to the gym more now for a while. I feel like the gym was kind of an environment that was predominantly male. Did you ever face any harassment or discomfort in like those spaces? Oh my God. Yeah, for sure. I think that training with uh, Mike and Randy in the beginning was very helpful to me because I kind of could like hide behind them and be like, bodyguards protect me. (laughs) I don't want people messing with me in the gym. And um, that was helpful. But I know that not every girl has, you know, a boyfriend or male friends who can kind of look out for them. Um, So yeah, I mean, I definitely face harassment. It's been in different stages as I've grown on social media and just in my fitness journey. Um, in the beginning when I was powerlifting, so I'm not sure if you're familiar like, with the bench press, especially for someone like myself, like a smaller female, um, I have a drastic arch when I bench press. So basically my back is, is curved and this allows me in competitions, you're reducing the range of motion that the bar has to travel to come towards your chest. So without getting too technical on this, um, it looks crazy because you're like doing a backbend on the bench. No, I've seen a few of your videos of you doing it. And I I first didn't get it, but now that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a powerlifting technique. You have to know what you're doing. Um, Of course, any type of thing like powerlifting in my opinion is a relatively extreme sport when you're getting into really heavy weights. So (sighs) I was working with coaches. I was working with people who know what they're doing. I know what I'm doing. Um, I've competed many times, but I was at the YMCA and multiple people first, it was an older woman, probably in her sixties came up to me and she was criticizing me and saying, Oh, are you training for some type of competition? I was like, Oh yeah, I'm training to become a powerlifter." And at this point I had never actually competed. So I wasn't super confident. I just was like, that's a goal of mine. And I hope I get there one day, but I didn't know that I was going to be, you know, an actual competitive powerlifter one day. And uh, she basically just said to me, she's like, "Mm, you're not there yet. So maybe just don't do that. You're going to hurt yourself. I'm just like, Oh God, like I really, that's when I decided I can't train at the Y anymore. (laughs) I got to go to a private gym and, um, it's just little things like that. And then when I say it's evolved over time, obviously now posting on social media every single day, it's a lot of like online trolls that like to throw their two cents in there. Um, I wouldn't take advice from them. So I don't take criticism from them. That's kind of my rule with that, but you know, it is annoying at times. No, I I like that. I like that. I wouldn't take advice for them. So it shouldn't matter to so their criticism shouldn't matter. But I can't believe that woman was so ballsy enough to say that, like, excuse you. Like, I I just was. Yeah. So sometimes you just have to say, okay, thanks. And just not go back to that gym. (laughs) (laughs) And so I know you talked about uh, your app. What led to the development of your app, Train with Jensen? Yeah, so um, I knew of other people who had apps, but I wasn't really at a position where I thought that it was something that I could do or wanted to do. But actually I was reached out to by a big influencer um, and he kind of has this whole company based around helping smaller influencers build an app and actually have a platform to share the programs. So he reached out to me, I looked into it and I was like, you know what, this seems like actually something that could be a good fit for me. So currently I only have uh, the one program on there. It's, I've just recently renamed it to beginner um, weight loss program because I do think it's awesome for people who are just getting into things, have a significant amount of weight that they need to lose and need that guidance every day of what do I eat? What do I do for training in the gym? And it's very hands-on that program has videos for everything, um, recipes. So 
Um, that's kind of what that program is. And that's a, a subscription service. So every single month you'll get new programs and uh, meal plans and everything. But I actually have a new program coming out in a couple days here, December 1st. So that is for females. Um, men can do it too, but it is to build your lower body specifically. So I'm really excited about this because it's exactly what I would do if I wanted to grow my lower body. So I think that people are really going to love this one. It's a one-time purchase versus my subscription-based service. So with this one, you get four weeks of training and it's a lower body building program. So this is exactly what I would do if I was trying to grow my lower body. There's also two optional upper body days in there. I recommend that people do them because I think it's good to be well-rounded. But essentially, if you are new to the gym and I would say beginner to intermediate level, you kind of know your way around a little bit. Um, this is the perfect program for you. Uh, for women, this is going to be awesome to just you know, grow your glutes, your hamstrings, quads, calves, everything like that. Um, so there's some compound movements in there. And if you're eating at maintenance or even a little bit above, you will see results if you follow everything. So I'm excited about this. And I think that people are really going to love it. Oh, that's literally all I work out when I go to the gym. It's glutes, abs, glutes again, repeat. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. this will be perfect. This will be perfect. Yeah. Well, and it's good too. I want to like, my goal with this isn't just to make money off of people. Like I want to help people. I want to kind of cut that gap from where you have zero knowledge to where you kind of know what you're doing. So this program's um, four weeks and it's only $9.99. So I think that's a really, you know, fair price and affordable for people who want to get started and you can always repeat it too. Um, but then my goal after that is to have a monthly subscription with the lower body building. So if you get done with it, you love it and you want to continue, then I'm going to be continuing that later on. Oh, that's awesome. So you kind of help give them even more customized one-on-one -on -one tips. Exactly. So the first one is four weeks um, and that one doesn't have the meal plan, but then the subscription is going to have four weeks that I continue to write every single month to make sure that everyone's progressing um, with the actual meal plan included. That's awesome. That's really, really helpful. Cause I feel like that's where a lot of people lack is they'll go to the gym and they work out, but they forget that eating and nutrition is just as equally important. And I feel like a lot of people don't know how to properly meal plan. Yes, definitely. Um, I hear a lot of girls too, who talk about um, not having an appetite, which personally I can't relate to. I'm a bit of a foodie. I love eating. I can eat all day, but, um, but I know that for some girls, it's really a struggle and they just can't get their appetite up. Um, but you know, the truth is if you're trying to build muscle and you, you know, you want that, those curves and that look, you're going to have to be willing to eat and especially prioritize protein. What is your fave? You said you're a foodie. What's your fave cheat day meal? Mm, good question. So I would say like, I love Mexican. Um, I also love sushi, but that's not really a cheat food to me. That's pretty clean. So yeah, there's a lot of good like Mexican restaurants around here that I've been checking out. So um, anything like that is good for me for cheat days. <laughs> Ooh, that guac, those enchiladas, you can't yes. go wrong. Yeah, no, exactly. Chicken, rice, the, the beans, everything. And your app is really detailed because I saw it's very customizable. Like you do personalized training programs, meal plans, you do video demonstrations to show people how to correctly do each exercise. Yeah. So that's like probably my favorite part. It took me <laughs> so long to film all those workouts because I have um, almost 200 different exercises in there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really great because if you are just not sure what you're doing. Um, like for me in the beginning, I didn't just jump in and know how to lift. Like it was a long process for me to figure things out. And my goal with this is to try and reduce that time so that people who want to get in and just know that they're performing exercises correctly, they can do that. They can watch the videos and have it go through and not make all the mistakes that I made. 
And that's really awesome that you were able to kind of compile everything that you've learned and kind of share that with your audience so that you can kind of pay it forward and help them throughout their journey. Cause I'm sure like there were people who've helped you. Oh, totally. Yeah, no, I am. I'm very grateful for, you know, my coach, um, even my dad, you know, he's actually my trainer now. Um, but you know, my boyfriend, friends, and, and just people who could guide me. And, um, I still of course made mistakes because, you know, I was, just trying to figure things out. I was doing too much cardio, not eating enough. Um, eventually kind of realized, okay, you have to lift weights if you, you know, want to build muscle. And um, yeah, so I just want to provide that to the people who are just getting into things. That's awesome. And so when you were training for these competitions, what does that look like in terms of nutrition and like your daily routine? So for powerlifting, when you're training for a competition, it will depend your, basically the the uh, physical and emotional difficulty will depend on whether you are cutting weight into a, a lower weight class or actually staying in a weight class where you don't need to cut any weight. So for my first two competitions, um, I cut weight. The first one, not too much, had to do a little water cut, which basically is um, you're kind of, you're increasing your water intake and then drastically reducing it so that you're continuing to release water basically up until- Oh, like kind of sweat it out? Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to the bathroom a lot too. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so basically morning of competition, you don't drink water, you go to your weigh-ins and you're going to be at a lighter weight. That is like a good two to three pounds of weight loss right there. You don't want to do that. That's not, I wouldn't recommend that for people trying to like legitimately lose weight because it's not body fat. It's just water. You just do it for athletic competitions. Um, so that is stressful. Like the first time that I had to do that, I was really excited to compete. It was my first time I was willing to do whatever. The second time my um, collegiate nationals was planned for May of 2020 pandemic hit. Everything was a hot mess that got canceled and I had lost 10 pounds and it got canceled. I think a couple days before the actual competition was. So I was at a point where I thought I was going to be disappointed, but I was actually relieved because I lost all that weight. I was so hungry. I was physically exhausted and I'm like, good. Like, I'm glad it's rescheduled because now I have some time to like eat a little bit more food and just mentally I guess, recover from <laughs> the stress of the prep. So they rescheduled it for November, but I basically had to stay 10 pounds under my regular weight, about like 125 um, for you know months. So finally they rescheduled the competition and then I had to do another water cut. I was down to 122 pounds the morning of that competition. Right now I'm 135. So that's, it's very light. Like I was not feeling my strongest, of course, at that light of body weight, which is why it's kind of weird to cut weight for a sport where you're, you're actually performing athletically versus bodybuilding, you're getting on stage. Yes. It's physically taxing to pose and all that, but it's not the same as powerlifting where you actually have to lift at your absolute strongest on that day when you're at your lightest weight. So not to go on too much of a tangent for your question here, but it's really hard. Like that's, you know, I get why people don't want to actually compete and they just enjoy lifting in the gym because to actually be on stage at that light body weight, everything has to line up with your diet, your water intake, your, um, your actual training, your stress level of sleep. So it's a lot. No. And that's really interesting that you kind of made that comment or connection about how, I guess for powerlifting, you are required to lift such drastic, like heavy weights. And then for bodybuilding, it is more so of a, how do you say, it? I guess you're creating this body mass and I correct me if I'm wrong. Cause I'm not too familiar with body um, competitions, but mm -hmm. from what I gather, you are, kind of showing off your muscles and gains to the judges, correct? Yeah, for sure. So with powerlifting, you're on a stage as well in powerlifting 
Um, but you've got your coach right behind you, typically screaming at you <laughs> and telling you what you need to do and motivating you. And you've got um, two side judges. You've got someone in the back spotting you and you've got a front judge. So they'll check your depth and um, just, you know, the front judge will actually give you your cues. So that you know um, when to start and stop. And that's actually very important. If you don't listen to the cues and do it exactly on their time and you'll get disqualified for that too, your lift won't count. Um, but then for bodybuilding, you're on stage two and I've never competed in bodybuilding. I'm hoping to eventually in the future, probably not for a while though. Um, but yeah, you have judges and they're, they're basically just looking at your posing and your actual physique and muscle mass. And I feel like a lot of people have negative connotations when it comes to bodybuilding specifically for women they I hear or see a lot of negative comments um, whenever I see videos of just women bodybuilders and just men who are just really rude and just saying oh she looks kind of masculine she looks too masculine um that's not someone I date what what do you have to say to comments like those yeah for sure I think um a big misconception is that women who lift look like men. I have been lifting for five years. I am a female. I have female hormones in my body. I do not produce enough testosterone naturally to ever look like a man. If anything, I feel the most feminine that I've ever looked because I've actually built curves. Um, and I have, you know, a body now, like before I just not much was going on. So, um, I think that, you know, women who do decide to take uh, PEDs, performance enhancing drugs, steroids, anything like that, yeah, you are increasing your testosterone levels. So your natural estrogen is not going to prevent you from having that muscle development that's going to make you look more similar to a man. At the end of the day, if you're a woman and you decide to lift, whether or not you decide to do drugs and take it to the next level, if you're happy with the way you look, that's on you. Like that is what your whole goal is. That's your mission. So for men externally to kind of judge that is just not relevant. You know, you have to just learn how to ignore that. Luckily for me, I don't feel like I've gotten a ton of comments like that. Um, maybe here and there, but it's, it's really not too bad. So hopefully when I actually cut and get really lean, maybe that's why I don't get a lot of stuff like that. Like I'm pretty high body fat right now. So I still kind of have a more feminine physique. Maybe if I was really lean and you could see all the striations in my arms and things like that more men would be like, ah, oh, you look disgusting. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, but I mean, you said it best. If that, if you're comfortable in your own skin and that's what you want, then who cares? Like it's all yeah. about your, you said it best when you're trying to provide women with the confidence to be curvy, to love your body, love your physique and not worry about the rest. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like, you know, for me, it was funny. Someone just asked me on my story today, they're like, do you take steroids? And I'm just like, no, I don't. <laughs> it's funny <laughs> that you're asking, like, thanks for the compliment. But, um, but no, I just, I want to see how far I can get as a female. I think you look more feminine as you continue to build muscle. And um, yeah, so, but at the end of the day, it's like, if you do want to do all that, who cares? That's up to you. <laughs> exactly. What do you do? What do you enjoy doing, I guess, when you're not in the gym? Yeah. So I recently did move to Florida about a month ago and that alone, I'm just like spending so much more time outside. I absolutely love being outside. Being in the sun is just everything to me. Um, I've got my dog, so I'm always with him outside and I'm definitely planning on adventuring some more in the area. Um, you know, we've got Disney right down the road. I'd love to just go to the beaches more once it's warm out and uh, start traveling. That's definitely a big goal of mine. 
Oh, I was just going to ask because I know you'd recently moved to Florida. So I wondered how that was going. Any crazy alligator stories or anything like that? I feel like you always see Florida on the news for something. <laughs> oh my God, I, try, I refuse to watch the news. It's like, you can drive yourself crazy with that. Um, but it's funny you say that because we actually just went over to uh, Lettuce Lake Park over here um, and we saw alligators for the first time literally today. <laughs> so it was cool. The first one was a baby. He was really cute. And the second one was pretty big. I'm like, these are like dinosaurs. It's, it's wild to see. You don't <laughs> see that in New York. <laughs> no, no. We just see like large rats in the subways or just so, so much snow. I feel like just that's all I think about when I think of New York. Because I feel like that was the last time I saw you too. Um, yes. I feel like it was when I came home my freshman year at UT to come back to Syracuse. And I saw you at the casino. I, I was telling you about this earlier. I think I have a picture of you and Randy in my phone at the casino at Turning Stone. And I think yeah. that was the last time we hung out. Yeah, and I think it was snowing then, right? Oh no, I know it was because we were driving there and I was terrified. It was the first date Randy and I had ever been on. So I'm like, okay, play it cool, play it cool. But I'm like gritting my teeth. Wait, that was my your eyes. first date? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I took a picture of your first date. Oh. <laughs> so um, yeah, like that was actually terrifying. I'm just like, okay, I can't say anything, but in my head, I'm like, we're going to die. We're literally going to die. We're going to go off the road. There's black ice. There's snow everywhere. I'm not going to make it home. <laughs> and, uh, and he was just like, he was just, you know, chilling, like no problem at all. I'm like freaking out. So I do not miss the snow. It's, um, 70 degrees and sunny here. <laughs> so I have zero regrets awesome. about that. No, I, I feel that. I mean, that's why we both moved to Southern States, Texas. It's like 70, 60 degrees here sunny and rainy but (laughs) so how are you liking Texas I love Texas I think more so let me rephrase that I love Austin (laughs) yeah I think Austin has been a really really cool city there's just so much to do like I'm never bored which I love Mm -hmm. yeah I actually remember I I asked you a while back about how you like Austin because I was strongly considering moving there um and basically the only reason I didn't is because we came to Tampa to visit this past May for vacation. I was like, I love it here. Um, it just kind of made sense for us, but I definitely still want to visit Austin and everything that I've seen about it seems amazing and just a really cool city. Girl, if you come to Austin, you better hit me up because I promise I will show you a good time around Austin. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that would be great. I love that. So you said you wanted to travel more. Where are some places you'd like to go either in state or out of state or no, in the country or out of the country? Okay. So out of the country, um, I think Santorini, Greece would be really awesome. That's still like anything to me that's tropical, sunny. I can wear a bikini half the time. Like that's my, <laughs> that's my that's idea. Um, yeah. It's like Bahamas would be great. Um, and some local stuff too. Like I think Randy was telling me they have a sandals resort, like right outside Miami. Um, and they, they have some there's there's a lot of stuff to do in Florida too like you can do weekend trips or even just a week stay uh at a resort here so there's a lot of opportunities um I just need to get that money and then (laughs) I can do all that no I definitely yeah I guess I didn't realize just how because when you think Florida I feel like I think ultimately just of Disney World but there really is so much oh yeah there's tons to do like um, I'm pretty close to Clearwater Beach, which is um, on the West Coast, which is a really nice spot. Um, but they, um, there's also a lot of places you can go to visit. Like I want to see the manatees. You can go kayaking. There's clear kayaks, so you can actually see right into the water. You can see the fish and the manatees and everything. So that type of stuff. But like I just love little adventures like that. That I can be outside, just enjoying nature, seeing animals. I love animals. So anything where I can see a new animal is really exciting for me. <laughs> 
Oh, that sounds beautiful. That sounds really, really relaxing, like really peaceful. Yeah, no, for sure. That's like the whole vibe here, though. I feel like everyone's just so much more relaxed. Towards the end there with New York, things were just getting tense. Like I was just everywhere I went, things felt very um, just intense. I think that the pandemic did not help that at all. So it's getting stressful there. Oh, no. And I know. Yeah, I think the last time I went was last this past April. And it was just a different atmosphere. You could tell in the air, like people, it was hitting people hard. Yes. People were on edge. Cause it's like your rights and abilities to do things and go places were just being constantly thrown around. Like you can go to a restaurant this week. You can't next week. There's no outdoor seating really. I mean, maybe a couple of places, but it's not common like it is in the South. So um, I think just over a couple of years of like being told what you can and can't do just on a whim like that back and forth gets a little stressful. No, it definitely does. Oh, is a little Coda? Yeah, let me grab her really quick. Come on, buddy. Here we go. <laughs> He's just like, mom, pay attention to me. <laughs> Total little dog syndrome. No, he's adorable. He's really cute. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, it's actually like having an infant. It's crazy. He wakes me up at 5 a.m. every single day, no matter what. Oh. Oh, I want a dog so bad. I cannot wait till I get a dog. I've been saying this for the past, like, two years I know I'm manifesting it I just I don't know I don't know why I can't take that next step yeah it's um I mean it's a ton of work it's a ton of time that you commit to having a dog like I don't know I think that if you still like to kind of go out a lot and um and you like to vacation like if you have to go out of town a lot then probably <laughs> you're not missing out on all the responsibility <laughs> and so I know we've talked a lot about powerlifting in the gym is lifting something you're truly passionate about? Yeah, for sure. I think that, um, you know, I'm not actively powerlifting right now, but I have so much love and respect for the sport. Just lifting in general, even just recreationally, I find it fun. Like if I have my new outfits, a good playlist going, some pre-workout, um, it's just, it makes me, it always puts me in a better mood. And I notice if I have a couple of days where I don't train, I feel off. Like I don't have that sense of accomplishment. Like I'm taking care of myself. Um, so I think that's why I really love it because I can, I can now physically see the results. Like when I go to the gym and I see my muscles working, that's a really euphoric feeling. You're like, wow, like I'm putting the work in. I know I'm on point with my diet, my training, and there's results for that. And that's awesome that you've been able to find something that you love that you found to kind of be like essentially your happy place, like to kind of escape the world and figure out like, this is your me time essentially yeah exactly that is what it is um and the thing I love about that too you know working a nine-to-five job sometimes luckily this job is not nearly as stressful as my last one but on the days where you're kind of tired mentally going to the gym for me when you have that music blasting in your ears you can let your mind just rest and just focus on actually putting in the physical work focusing on every single rap listening to your music it's just such a good feeling see I love that I feel like right now who do you listen to right now I'm kind of listening to Denzel Curry it was the Mike Will made it like the Creed 2 soundtrack that's exactly what I would put on to go live to go to the gym I don't know what about it just got me amped but it did <laughs> what do you listen to when you work out I have a lot of uh like dubstep EDM like pretty hardcore intense <laughs> like I try not to get too into like screamo but my my music is insane like Randy hates it he's just like this sounds like garbage it's too crazy like, it's like <laughs> I'm like I love it though like I need something what you would hear at a rave I'll just say like that like that's what I like to listen to because it's just it's very it's very upbeat intense like it makes me feel uh, energized and motivated when I'm lifting um and yeah I don't know I like that I know everyone's different though some people are like oh I don't like that music 
No, I mean, I can definitely relate. I can understand that because I definitely think I have some EDM in my playlist because it kind of it helps with the reps. It kind of helps like not only just get you more motivated, but you're like going to the beat with your reps. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, Yeah, you can kind of time it in a way. So Jensen, you have your amazing platform. You have your app. What are your next steps? What's next for you? It's a good question. Um, I want to right now just continue to build that strong female community and um, get girls together who, you know, can rely on each other for some support and motivation and just learn from each other. Uh, I think that's really important when you're when you're getting into things. And even now, um, it's good to have other females in the industry who you can kind of bounce ideas off of and and, uh, learn from. So that's kind of what I want to do with social media is just continue to inspire other women. And then personally, my goal right now is to build as much as much muscle as I possibly can and potentially compete in bodybuilding. I'm not going to totally commit to that yet because I'm probably two years out from actually having the physique where I could be competitive. Um, But it is exciting to me because I like I said, I'm kind of taking a break from powerlifting for a while. Um, My heart just wasn't in it at the very end there. And I wanted to give myself the opportunity to actually train for aesthetics and see how I can look because for so many years, I've just been seeing what my body can do. So I'm kind of on the opposite end where I'm like, okay, now I've built that base level of confidence in myself. And I actually do want to see how much muscle I can put on and then cut down and just see what that looks like. I think that's a really cool process. That's kind of cool. Cause you're basically getting to see the best of both sides. Like you tried out one thing. Now you're getting ready to gear up to try the next. And from there, you can kind of see which one kind of resonates more with you. Yeah, exactly. And there's definitely athletes who compete in both sports. Um, but for me, when I was first getting started, it was really mentally like I wanted to look good, of course, but I wanted to see what my body could do. That was critically important to me because I feel like to build true self-esteem, you have to believe in yourself. So I figured if I can challenge myself in these workouts to be lifting over 300 pounds in my squat and in my lift, I'm really going to prove to myself, like I can do this. Like I can actually show up consistently for myself and be strong and, and just be a strong woman. So Um, Now that I've done all that, being strong is still very important to me, but the amount of hours I was putting into the gym, I was like, okay, I kind of want to see what I can look like from all this work and not just the strength because the strength doesn't always translate to a really impressive physique. And that's really cool because I've definitely, as I've gone through your Instagram, this is really like a mission that you kind of do a call to action for women because I've seen how much just getting into the powerlifting journey has transformed not only your mindset, but just your confidence level and has really just kind of boosted that for you. Um, what tips do you have for other women who are kind of on their own journey? Um, I would say what I found inspiring was actually looking at other people's before and after photos um, and reading their captions to see what their mindset is going through that. So just know that like everything, like building a business, like building a physique, like developing a stronger mindset, it is time over, uh, it's consistency over time. So you need to work at it a little bit every single day and you will get there. Like, I just want to say that I never thought that I would have the physique or the strength that I have now looking back five years ago when I was 113 pounds and skinny and didn't know what I was doing. Um, but I worked at it every day and I'm excited to see how far I can get with that. And to people just getting into it, just know there's nothing different between you and me. It's really just, I put in the time. So that's why I'm here. I definitely agree with you. You can't just manifest something without actually putting in the labor, putting in the hours and 
actually seeing once you do that, you'll see the results and it speaks for itself. Yeah, totally. Um, it, there's a difference between, you know, saying, oh, I, I wish I had your physique. Like that's the only, that's the thing that kills me. Like when people say that to me, like, oh, I wish I had your legs or whatever. I'm like, okay, but you can, you just have to be willing to put the work in, you know, like um, I think that it's a little bit of a self-defeating mindset when you say, oh, I wish I had your motivation or I wish I had your discipline. It's, there's nothing, like I said, there's nothing different between me and anyone else. It's just the fact that I committed to myself this is important enough to me, like time is going to pass regardless. So you might as well use your hour a day to go to the gym and train and become a better version of yourself. I'm going to the gym today. I'm going after this interview. We're going to get some gains. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And like, there's no pressure. Like you, you learn as you go. And even if you're only going like three, four days a week, when you first start, that's like I said, time's passing anyway. Um, and, and you'll just learn and you'll start to get more confident. I also highly recommend Q Activewear. That is such a motivator to me to this day. I still love getting new outfits and it makes me so much more excited to show up at the gym. <laughs> I 100% agree. I got some leggings from Fabletics and I just love them. It's like this cute matching set. I wear it all the time around my house. And then when I do eventually make it to the gym, I get so many compliments on it. Who, what's your favorite brand of athletic wear? Oh, that's a good question. I've tried so many. Um, I absolutely love navigation leggings. I just got some TLF leggings in the mail. This is a new brand um, that I recently discovered. Really like them, very flattering. Um, I'm trying to think, I think those are the main ones right now. I do have a lot of raw gear stuff because I was partnered with them and they do have mostly men's stuff, um, which is kind of why that wasn't the best fit for me, but I still love their stuff as well. Um, but yeah, I would say for, for leggings, definitely navigation. Ooh, nav oh, I've definitely heard of them. Okay, I'll have to try them out. Yeah. <laughs> Jensen. Thank you so much. This has been a great interview. I feel like I've learned so much, not only just about fitness, but just kind of about motivation because you're such a cheerful person You and you really are living up to your mission because I feel like you really inspired so many women to try to not only build themselves like physically, but build themselves up more mentally and just giving them the courage to go out there and do it. Oh, yeah. So I really commend you on that. Totally. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Like the mental part is, is just as if not more important than the physical part. You can have your dream body, but if your mind is a mess and your mental health isn't on point, there's no reason. So yeah, um, I really appreciate that. That means a lot. Yeah, of course. And I will definitely make sure to tag all your handles in the description below, as well as the link to your new app. I'm so excited for your new program to drop. I can't wait. I feel like it's going to be great. Thank you so much. <laughs> She's such a sweetheart. <laughs> it's crazy how when you remove yourself from a toxic environment or friendships that aren't really serving a purpose and just kind of leave you feeling drained and replace that with something positive and fulfilling, it can really cause a shift within yourself. You almost seem lighter because you're removing the unnecessary burdens out of your life. Like Jensen said in the beginning of the interview, she wasn't happy with the downward spiral that she saw herself falling prey to. So she decided to change her habits and change her ambitions. I say all this to say, Never be afraid to change the trajectory of your life. You're the one in control of where you want to go. It's simply a matter of how bad do you want it and are you willing to put in the work to get there. I hope you found this episode helpful and motivating. I know I sure did. 
If you like the show, make sure to comment and subscribe. I'll be uploading new episodes every Tuesday morning. Don't forget to follow our Instagram. I'll be uploading highlight clips and bonus reels from the podcast. And our YouTube channel is finally up. Yes. I'll be uploading new and old content from past interviews throughout the week. So make sure to go check that out. As always, remember, don't settle for average. Rise above the mean and stand out.